former senior Philippine police official Benjamin Magalong tells ANC the safety of the police officers involved in the controversial 2013 Pampanga drug raid may be at risk. The Presidential Electoral Tribunal expected to come out with its decision today on the Marcos Poe protest against Vice President Lenny Robredo. The trains bought from Chinese camp company Dalian said to be deployed to the Philippines' MRT-3 Tuesday evening. And in Japan, the death toll from the devastating typhoon Hagibis climbs to at least 66. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. The safety of the police officers involved in the 2013 drug bust in the Philippine province of Pampanga may be at risk. That's according to former senior police official Benjamin Magalong. Magalong tells ANC the safety of the 13 police officers must now be prioritized. He claims civilian agents who were part of the controversial raid have already been killed. I hope that those involved in the 2013 drug bust in Mexico, Pampanga, will finally realize that they're on their own. And I hope that some of them will start talking unless they end up dead like the other civilian agents who were also involved in that operation. They can easily hire God for hire. They have the money and uh, they have contacts. In fact, with the amount of 5,000, 10,000 pesos, you can already hire a hitman nowadays. Magalong has accused former police chief Oscar Albayalde of protecting the 13 police officers who allegedly recycled illegal drugs seized in the Pampanga operation. Albayalde was provincial director in 2013. The Philippine Justice Department has ordered a reinvestigation of the case. Lieutenant General Archie Gamboa admits regaining the public's trust and the police force's morale will be a challenge as he takes over the Philippine National Police as officer in charge. Gamboa says the police's integrity and morale took a hit from the drug recycling scandal hounding former police chief Oscar Albayalde. But Gamboa assures his men and the people he will do everything he can to bring back the police force's credibility. I've been telling the our friends in the media that the PNP has done so much in internal cleansing, on, of, uh, especially involving the Ninja Cups. Now We're going to present what the PNP has done since 2016 till today. I'm the Oversight Committee Chairman of Internal Cleansing, so we have to present what the Philippine National Police Probably hindi rin siguro ito na highlight, so we will present next week. Gamboa also gives his assurance they will be thorough in their reinvestigation of the 2013 Pampanga drug raid. Despite the controversies hounding the police force, Gamboa believes authorities are still winning the war on drugs. This controversy that haunted us might be a, a temporary setback, but I assure the public we can regain our stance and pursue our campaign again. In other news, the Supreme Court, sitting as the Presidential Electoral Tribunal, is expected to rule today on whether there is basis to push through with the electoral protest filed by former Senator Bongbong Marcos against Vice President Lenny Robredo. The release of the ruling has already been postponed twice in the last two weeks. Vice President Lenny Robredo's camp maintains the poll protest should be dismissed because no major discrepancies were seen after a recount of votes from three pilot provinces. The Marcos, uh, or Bongbong Marcos, meanwhile, questioned more provinces in the ARMM. 
Supporters from both sides stayed overnight for a vigil along Padre Faura in Manila ahead of today's expected ruling. Your correspondent Mike Navalio is monitoring the developments at the Supreme Court. He joins us on the line now with the latest. Mike, what can you tell us what's happening there as we speak? Hi, Carmina. We're still waiting for word on the outcome of the Supreme Court on bank session this morning, where among the items in the agenda is the election protest of 2016 vice presidential candidate Bongbong Marcos against Vice President Menny Robredo. No word so far if the election protest was discussed at all or if a vote had been taken whether to push through with election protest or to junk it altogether. Following the completion of the revision and reappreciation of ballots and three pilot provinces chosen by Marcos. These are the provinces of Camarines Sur, Negros Oriental, and Iloilo, covering some 5,417 clustered precincts. Marcos has claimed massive fraud in the 2016 vice presidential polls, where Vice President Benny Robredo won by a slim margin of about 260,000 votes. A crucial element in the discussion could center on the interpretation of Rule 65 of the 2010 Presidential Electoral Tribunal Rules, which allows the GAP to dismiss the electoral protest if Marcos could show no substantial recovery in the three designated pilot provinces. The Robredo camp is claiming the vice president's lead grew by as much as 15,000 votes after the revision and reappreciation proceedings. The PAT has been tight-lipped about Associate Justice Alfredo Benjamin Tugiwa's report submitted to the magistrates. We understand, Carmina, that 13 sitting justices are in attendance. Associate Justice Jose Reyes Jr. is outside the country, while Justice Francis Ardilesa retired last month. Today's unmanned session is the last for Chief Justice Lucas Bersamin and Senior Associate Justice Antonio Carpio before they retire later this month. Right now, Carmina, outside uh, the Supreme Court in Padre Fara, we've got both camps uh, holding their respective protests. We have the uh, Marcus camp uh, on the, here on the side of Taft Avenue and the Rubredo side uh, near Orosa. The spirits are quite high, Carmina. Uh, they've been here since last night, all anticipating for a possible ruling from the presidential electoral tribunal. Carmina. All right, Mike, let's set our sights now on Rule 65. Is this the only time in recent history that that's being put to the test? And is it highly possible that the Supreme Court will not follow its own rules? <laughs> Carmina, uh, there have only been uh, four instances prior to this one where the Presidential Electoral Tribunal uh, entertained uh, election, an election protest, such as this one. Uh, the first one, Miriam versus FDR in 1992. The second one, FPJ versus GMA in 2004. We have Legarda and De Castro in 2004, and Roas and Bina in 2010. This is the first time that they've completed or finished the revision proceedings, and so this is also the first time that they're going to interpret Rule 65 of uh, the PET rules. And so uh, you have the side of Marcus saying that there really hasn't been an interpretation on this particular provision. And so it remains uh, to the discretion of the Supreme Court magistrates how they will interpret this rule. But we have the side of Vice President Len Yubeda saying, well, the rule, rule 65 is actually a rule on initial determination, a principle which is common in other uh, electoral tribunals, such as the Senate Electoral Tribunal and the House of Representatives Electoral Tribunal. And you also have Comelec and local courts using this rule to determine if there's basis to proceed with the election protest. As you know, Carmina, it takes quite a lot of resources if all the provinces, cities, and precincts are going to be recounted again. And so they need to find out if there is basis to proceed. That's why there's, there are always 
certain pilot provinces that uh, they will pilot test, so to speak. And so in other instances, such as, for instance, the case of uh, Dilima versus Tolentino in uh, the previous elections, uh, the the uh, Senate Electoral Tribunal applied that initial determination principle. And so Attorney Makalintal, the lawyer, Vice President Leonard Brand, is saying if the Supreme Court, sitting as the PAT, will disregard Rule 65, they will set a dangerous president for Mina. But Mike, is there really room to interpret or to reinterpret Rule 65? Because based on our readings and based on, you know, columnists and, and also those who have, uh, who have put in their critical thought in this particular case, there's little room to interpret Rule 65, if none at all, Mike. Yeah, right, Carmina. They're, they're saying that, uh, uh, Attorney Makalintal is saying that they should follow previous rulings. I did point out yesterday, Carmina, in the press conference with Attorney Makalintal, that the language of Rule 65 employs the term may. Uh, it, it says that the PET may dismiss the electoral protest. Uh, I was asking if the use of the word may indicates that it is permissive mm -hmm. and it is not mandatory. But Attorney Makalintal is saying that based on previous uh, rulings uh, in the initial determination phase of any election protest, the Supreme Court should also apply that particular provision strictly, meaning that particular rule on substantial recovery must be mandatory and it should also apply in this case, Carmina. And Mike, does Attorney Makalental and all the lawyers that are with him, do they have enough um, legal legs to stand on previous cases that will prove that their interpretation of Rule 65 is the one that should be followed? Well, Carmina, they're, they're, they're in fact citing two resolutions issued by the PEP itself in resolving uh, the motion of uh, Marcos for a technical examination. This refers to his third cause of action. On two occasions, the PEP ruled that they will have to defer resolution of uh, the motion of Marcos for uh, the conduct of technical examination until after they finish the uh, revision in the three pilot promises following Rule 65. To uh, Attorney Makalintal, that indicates that the PET itself, itself had said twice it will follow Rule 65. And so they're saying the PET should follow its rules. But again, Termina, let's remember that uh, uh, the resolution that was issued may not at all indicate how the justices will vote in this particular case. Because uh, we understand that that particular resolution could have been issued by the chair of uh, the electoral protest, or election protest, uh, that is... Uh, Justice Kagiwa, and not by the entire ambag. So we will see if the other justices will also uh, decide similarly in this particular uh, aspect or not. And my, you know, this this decision has been uh, postponed twice in the past two weeks. Um, how possible is it that it's going to be postponed yet again, or is today really the D-Day for this decision? Anything is possible, Carmina, uh, but we know that today is the last uh, unbox session for Chief Justice uh, Lucas Belcamin and Senior Associate Justice Antonio Patio. We understand that uh, both of these justices have strong feelings about this particular case, and they would want probably to vote on this matter before they retire uh, at the end uh, in the next couple of days, Carmina. And so there's that uh, indication that they might come out with a ruling right now, but in previous interviews, Chief Justice Lucas Wilson said that his retirement should not weigh on uh, the decision of the other justices whether or not to come up already with a vote uh, to determine uh, this uh, outcome of this electoral protest, Carmina. So uh, both are highly possible. We could have a ruling. We 
we might have a postponed reading, but we know it, Karmida, that the justices are going to go on a writing break starting next week and won't convene until November 4. So mm -hmm. by then, we will only have 12 justices, 12 of the current justices, and we don't know if by then, President Duterte will already have appointed a replacement of Justice Ardileza, Senior Associate Justice Fakri, and Chief Justice Benjamin, which would alter the composition of the Supreme Court. Carmina. All right. Thanks a lot. The MRT Line 3 is augmenting its regular fleet by deploying the first set of the controversial Dalian trains. MRT 3 Director Michael Capati said one train set with three coaches will be deployed during off-peak hours between 8 and 10 in the evening. The train can carry up to 1,050 passengers. The Aquino administration purchased 48 trains from Chinese company Dalian, but they have not been used due to doubts over their compatibility with the current MRT tracks. Senator Grace Poe, who leads the Senate's Public Services Panel, said the new trains will increase the MRT's capacity and help alleviate traffic congestion in Metro Manila. Now, the death toll following the onslaught of Typhoon Hagibis in Japan climbs to 66. Some 211 people are injured and 15 others remain missing. Rescuers are working through debris and mud in a race against time to search for the missing. But hopes of finding more survivors are beginning to fade. Thousands of homes also remain without power and water. Hagibis, the worst typhoon to hit Japan in decades, pounded the central and eastern parts of the country with record-breaking rains and strong winds. Hong Kong police say an explosive device was set off for the first time in the months-long protests in the city. A homemade remote-controlled bomb was detonated on Sunday. That's according to police. They say the device was similar to those used in terrorist attacks. No casualties were reported, but police believe the use of an explosive device was intended to kill or harm security officers. Tens of thousands of mostly young activists rallied in Hong Kong Monday, calling for help from the United States. They wanted America to pass a human rights act to ensure democracy for Hong Kong. Hong Kong has been rocked by four months of protests against what is seen as Beijing's tightening grip on the city. An animated movie about a yeti has become a flashpoint in an international dispute involving China. More about Abominable and why Vietnam was or has banned the cartoon film in this report. Vietnam has pulled the plug on DreamWorks' latest animated film, Abominable. It was first shown in the country's cinemas on October 4th, but now the posters are being hastily pulled down. The controversy is all over a scene featuring a map which shows China's unilaterally declared nine-dash line in the South China Sea. The U-shaped line, made up of nine dashes, is a feature used on Chinese maps to illustrate its claims over vast expanses of the resource-rich area. It includes large swathes of what Vietnam regards as its continental shelf, a place where it has awarded oil concessions. China and Vietnam have been locked in a standoff since China dispatched a vessel to conduct an energy survey in waters controlled by Vietnam in early July. Locals are supportive of the ban. I think it is the right thing to remove the movie. It violated Vietnam's sovereignty. If kids saw this film, their minds would be injected with wrong information at a young age. At first, I was planning to go and see this film, but after I learnt about the dotted line, I don't think I should watch it. Many people are saying the same thing online, too. Dad always wanted me to travel the world. 
The film is about a Chinese girl who discovers a yeti living on her roof. It was jointly produced by Shanghai-based Pearl Studio and Comcast-owned DreamWorks Animation. Abominable was being marketed in Vietnam as Everest, the Little Yeti. It was removed from cinemas on Sunday after images of the scene with the offending map were shared widely on social media. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.